This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What's up, everybody? Uh, good to be here. Good to um, be here to preach and teach the word. Um, the, the series we are in, Foolery, this is part three, I believe, and um, God's message, mes- method, and mandate. Foolery, God's message, method, and mandate. And um, if you haven't uh, listened to or watched the last two, please do so. It'll provide a foundation of where we're going and what we're doing as a community, what God is speaking to us about. And so uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter three, uh, we're going to start in verse one. Let me pray and we'll jump right in. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we sit at your table. Lord, we approach your word like we approach uh, no other book. Lord, we receive from your word like we receive from no other book. Uh, we, Lord, thank you that it is holy. It is God breathed. We, we reverence it for what it is. And we thank you that we will be changed by it. So I pray that you correct, you adjust, God, you, you transform, you speak, you change us, Father, to be more like Jesus as a result of reading and hearing the word today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Awesome, here we go. Let's do this. Galatians chapter three, verse one. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Verse two, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Verse three, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect? by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? And uh, the Apostle Paul, in writing to the church in Galatia, okay, there's three things. There's a main theme here in this letter. Um, If you look at it and what was going on in the region and with the church, there's three things that, that the Apostle Paul was called by God to um, reestablish in this local church, okay? So as we've been in foolery, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you those three things so you can see kind of what we're looking at here. Um, but in, in this series we're in, it's really going back to uh, the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of Christ, um, and, the, and the singleness of our focus as believers should be. And it is foolishness to the world because it is, simple. It, um, it is singular, our focus, Christ and him crucified, okay? And so when he wrote this letter, there was some complex problems going on in the church at that time. Um, and he was reestablishing three things and re just highlighting, guys, let's go back to what this is. And it was, what is the gospel? The gospel, justification, and the law. That's what he was doing. He was saying, look, guys, let's look. What is the gospel? Let me remind you of the good news, right? Christ came, died for us. Justification by 
grace through faith, that we are justified, the just shall live by faith. He reestablished this. And he does talk about, like in Galatians chapter three, the difference between the flesh and the spirit. Sorry, Galatians chapter five, the fruit of the spirit, the works of the flesh. It's talking about, um, it's really um, a look at the gospel, what the gospel produces, being positioned in Christ, justified, the simplicity of our faith, justifying us before God, and the law and the placement of the law, right? That the law is not bad, but we are not saved by the law. We are not justified by works, right? So, um, uh, so when he is approaching this church, it's because there were those people in the church that were living for God. They experienced Jesus. They're walking with God. They are saved, sanctified, justified, all that good stuff going on. Religious people began to feed them religious lies. Of then you need to be circumcised. And, 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 and they started the, the Jewish community that still had religious strongholds um, that they did not have a revelation of what Jesus did. They were, they were uh, teaching relig- the law and religion over Christ. So he is writing here in chapter three, he's saying, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Um, uh, foolish, right? In the Greek, it means um, not reasoning through a matter, right? It really speaks of um, being un- unmindful, not being mindful, not thinking. And I really believe, right? This isn't one of the official points here in my notes, but I believe that Christians ought to use their mind and think. I, I, I mean, we need to, God wants us to use our ability um, our, our intellect and to really think about, okay, what the word says versus what religion is saying and really look at it. And he's like, look, you guys aren't thinking. You've allowed somebody, it's because it says who has bewitched you to come into your life and to deceive you from the gospel and deceive you, deceive you into going to a place that is contrary to what Jesus died for, contrary to the justification by faith, and, and, you know, that you should not obey the truth, all right? So, so it's amazing to me. I've seen this happen. I mean, relationships are powerful. Because he said, who has bewitched you? Not what, but who? A person. A person. They were in relationship with people. And those people had influence over these Christ followers. And they started to deceive them into a religious practice of, of their walk of faith. And it was deception. It was wrong. And he even said, who has bewitched. It's amazing um, how somebody can be born again walking with God. They get in an unhealthy relationship, right? And they become so easily deceived by that person. I, I've seen it happen time and time again. They, they're walking with God. They got the seed of the word in them. They're, they're, they're worshiping the Lord. They're, 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 they're reading their word. They're, they're praising God. You know, they're listening to their worship music. You know, they're coming to church. They're serving. They're connecting to Christ followers. Then somebody comes along, a who, and they get bewitched by a person. Um, you know, um, you know, the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good morals. Uh, this was a relational problem, okay? This was a relational problem, all right? So here it is. Uh, this is my first point is, 
is if we want to stay in the will of God, stay in the presence of God, stay in the plan of God, stay in line with what the word says about us and our walk with God, first point is this, get some real saints in your inner circle, all right? Now, I know real saints, it sounds a little relative, but what I, you know what I mean by that? is you need to get some people that are that are walking with God in your inner circle. You you don't have to give ear to everybody in your world and in your life, right? Um, you know, let get some people in your world that are that are encouraging you, exhorting you and 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 uh and helping to lead you in your walk with God, not getting you out of your walk with God. In this context, you know, some 2,000 years ago, it was religious people that were given a voice in the life of authentic Christ followers, and they were, they, were, they were receiving the deception of things need to be done according to the law, like you have to be circumcised. That's one of the things they were saying, and they were subjecting and submitting themselves to this, okay? So here's what the word bewitch means, all right? in the Greek. Now, th this is this is strong language, okay? Cuz he's associating people in the lives of the Galatian church that were religious and he's associating it with demonic activity. Okay? So, the apostle Paul establishes here that religious influence that is contrary to the word of God in somebody's life is demonic in nature. It is devilish in nature. It is of the devil. So God, the devil will use religion to deceive people from their freedom in Christ, all right? It means bewitch. It means to cast an evil spell. It is a spiritual influence that is not of God, okay? It means to wish injury upon someone, to exercise evil power over someone. He's like, who has exercised evil power over you who has cast a spell on you and it means to put a put putting somebody under a spell and it was religion and we uh are called to uh walk in freedom and not subject ourselves to some religious demonic influence all right so bewitched who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Once again, Galatians 3, just verse one here. Oh, foolish. Look at somebody next to you, tell them, foolery. Oh, foolish, Galatians. You're not thinking. Something got up in your mind is influencing you in a negative way. Oh, foolish, Galatians. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? All right, bewitched. You know, that is, it is demonic, it's devilish, and this is it. This is the bottom line here. This is the simplicity of this right here. Anything keeping you from living for God is influenced by the devil, straight up, all right? Some people say, well, not everything's the devil. Well, some people just ignorant, they don't realize it, but they are being influenced by the devil. Anything keeping you from the purpose of God is influenced by the devil. Devil doesn't want you to be in the will of God. Devil doesn't want you to um, stay in the will of God. Devil doesn't want you to walk with God. He's gonna try to get you out of the will of God. He addressed this. The apostle Paul wrote to the church, foolish Galatians, who, who is a person influenced by the devil. A person was bewitching them. A person 
was casting a spell on them. Sometimes we look at that stuff like it has to be a witch. You know, it's like it has to be like this Halloween vibe. No, it's it's a person that is influencing you to get out of the will of God, a person influencing you to get out of local church community, a person influencing you, uh, poisoning your thinking to not read the word, poisoning your, your soul to not worship and love God. That is a spell. It's demonic and you don't have to submit to it. All right. So any, anybody influencing you to get out of your sanctified mind is being influenced by devils. All right, get out of your sanctified life, your set-apart life, your holy life before God, your love for God, your love for God's people, your love for the word, anything, anybody trying to get you out of there is influenced by devils. Any message, messaging, come on now, Fox News, CNN, anything that is polluting your mind from the simplicity of Christ in your walk with God, all right? Anything that is, any messaging that's leading your soul out of worship is demonic activity, all right? Now, am I saying that CNN and Fox News are full of demons? I'm not saying that, okay? But the messaging, if the messaging is getting you out of worship, the devil's using that messaging to mess with you. All right, if that messaging is getting you into the, the political messaging, media, social media, you know what I'm saying? Whatever messaging you're getting and it is getting you out of worship, getting you out of the house of God, getting you out of right relationship, you're being bewitched. Straight up, he said, oh foolish Galatians, who, who has bewitched you from not obeying the truth? All right. Okay, so look at this, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Here it is, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. Do not be deceived, okay? Look at somebody next to you say, don't be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. What's it talking about? People that are being influenced by evil out of in your space and trying to influence you. I said people, evil company, people that are influenced by evil all up in your head, all right? It corrupts good habits. It corrupts good character. It corrupts good morals, okay? Eat, do not be deceived. I'm telling you, relationships are powerful. God designed them to be that way. And that's why we need to keep some good boundaries in our life and get some people around us that got some sanctified words and some holy thinking and the word of God in them. I need people that are gonna hold me accountable to the purpose of God. I need people in my inner circle that are gonna encourage me in obedience. I don't need people around me discouraging me, filling my mind with all kind of anxiety, depression, and fear, whatever else, all kind of nonsense, worshiping all kind of other garbage out there that ain't even worth nothing And when it comes to eternity. Come on now, we need to be some sanctified people and get some people up in our world that are gonna keep us, you know, and this is separated, unique before God and whole. We need some people like that. This is why we're human. We're human, all right? We're human. And, and nobody is so uh, perfected that you don't need people helping you stay on course, all right? 
I only, you know, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't have, we don't have to be needy for people to keep us on course. But I'm telling you right now, we're the body. The hand can't say, say to the foot, I have no need of you. Right. Um, we, we, we all need each other and we need people in our life that are going to help us keep, stay straight. All right. Help us, help us stay on course, help us stay on purpose. Once again, here it is. Get some real saints all up in your inner circle. Get some real saints. You all know who I'm talking about. You know those people. They're like, they're saved, saved. You know what I'm saying? You come to them with your stuff, your mess, your drama. They're going to they're gonna come. They're going to come with some word. They're going to come with some love. They're going to come with some truth. I'm talking about those saved, saved people all up in your business, all up in your world. You know, the real ones, the real ones. Look at somebody and tell them you need, you need a real one. All right, you need the real saints all up in the mix, right? Here we go, Galatians chapter five. Here we go, let's go down just a couple chapters here in Galatians, all right? Once again, Paul is addressing three things in this church. He's reestablishing as an apostle to this city and community, the gospel, justification, and the law, all right? Galatians 5.1, he says it a different way, stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Look at this. He's like, look, stay, stand, stationary, persevere in the liberty. Stay in the place God has put you in, in Christ. Don't let anybody, I don't care how cute they are. I don't care how good looking they are. I don't care how smart they are. I don't care how quote unquote successful they are. I don't care how influential they are. I don't care how good they are at something or whatever. It doesn't matter. You stand fast, therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. You gotta stand in it. You gotta stay in it. You gotta stay up in it. Stand fast. It means you gotta look at, here's my next point. Freedom is worth fighting for. And look at freedom. You have to fight for it. You have to. You have to. The devil's going to try to influence you. You know, the devil's going to try to use some people to, to snatch you up out of the will of God, snatch you up out of the plan of God, snatch you up out of the presence of God. You got to have some spirit about you. You got to have some some with, with some staying power. You got to have, you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to take a licking and keep on ticking. You have to have some staying power, some perseverance. You got to be stationary. In the liberty, Christ has set you free. And the Bible says, you know, in, in, in Ephesians chapter six, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Done everything, stand. I've done everything to stand. Well, stand. It's getting tough, stand. This person's trying to, to pull me into, my, into sin or the, the devil's using them to frustrate me. The devil's using them to, you know, bring my past, bring me back into my past and stand. Stand fast. It means be stationary. Don't let anybody, any uh any kind of any kind of person, any just any any Tom, Dick, or Harry to come and snatch you up out of the will of God. Stand in it, right? Stand, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again, all right? Again, with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. 
these religious people were trying to pull God's people into religion, into, uh, into dutiful practice of the law, right? And, and the law has its place. It tells us we're sinners. It shows us that we need grace. It tells us we have fallen short of the glory of God, but we are justified freely by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, all right? Stand fast. Don't be ensnared. Don't catch that grudge. Don't be entangled, the Bible says, with even the affairs of this life. Don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Stay in the will of God. Stay in the word of God. Stay in prayer. Stay in healthy relationships. Stay in it. Fight for your freedom. Fight for what Christ paid a price for you to live in. All right? Fight for your freedom and stay in it. Hallelujah. Galatians 5 verse 1. Look at this. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Right? Do not be entangled again. See, that's the, that's the thing. These people, some of them, uh, came out of religion, the law. And he's like, don't go back to that. See, the devil knows where you used to be. And he knows what to entangle you with and where you come from, right? He knows, he knows, right? And you know, some people say, man, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have Jesus. I know exactly where I'd be, okay? <laughs> I know exactly what I'd be doing. Come on, can anybody else relate, okay? Can anybody else relate? Um, do not be entangled again. It happened before, and the devil's trying to get him back in it again. Look at somebody next to you and tell him, no more, right? I'm not going to go back, all right? I'm not going to go back. Any man put his hand to the plow and looks back, and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God, okay? You got to stay in the will of God. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Pressing forward right? Forgetting those things that are behind, right? Pressing toward the mark for the upward high call of God in Christ Jesus, right? I just remember even in my walk at times, you know, uh, being tempted to go back. I remember, man, I, I grew up, you know, just partying, smoking weed from a very young age, just doing what I did. And I remember being on tour and my friends trying to get me to drink some beer, Okay, and that's just where I come from. It's not something I do. It's not, you know, I understand some of y'all be like, well, you know, Timothy for his stomach, you know, he needed a little wine and Jesus turned water into wine. Okay, that's a different message. I'm just talking about somewhere I came from and, and it's not something I want to get up in. Okay, it's where I came from. Don't stay fast in the liberty with Christ has made you free, right? And do not be entangled again because that was bondage. That's bondage. Drunkenness is bondage. Addiction to drugs is bondage. It's not freedom. It's not liberty in Christ. And, and trying to get me to do that. I remember even in the church world, um, so years ago, it, I was around certain leaders that, that, that started drinking. Church leaders. And they started to influence me. And I started drinking. And, and, and that was bondage to me. I was getting entangled again in a yoke of bondage. And praise the Lord, I didn't go too deep into it. I was able to come to myself, 
I felt like I had a little prodigal son moment, man. I need to get up out of this. I need to get up out of here. They, these people are being influenced by the devil, trying to pull me back into drunkenness, trying to pull me back into addiction, trying to pull me back into the flesh and, and sin that would come through drunkenness, right? And so I, I know I know what I'm talking about. You got to stand fast in the liberty with Christ has made you free, okay? Look it, Christ has made you free, but you have to stand in it. The Bible says that we have peace with God in the grace in which we now stand. Christ has made you free, but you gotta stand in it. You gotta stay in it. You gotta, you gotta be committed to it. Meaning, you must refuse, all right? You must refuse to allow anybody or anything to move you out of freedom in Christ. You must refuse. You, that's, you must refuse. You must, no, not today. In the name of Jesus, I'm staying, standing in the liberty by which Christ has set me free. I'm not trying to play games with the world and get all up in the world, a worldly spirit, get all up in drunkenness, addiction, gossip, slander, religion, right? Um, whatever it is, putting everything else before Jesus. No, I'm stay fast in the liberty why, by which Christ has made me free. You Look at man, Jesus is everything. I mean, we can't get out of him. We got anything trying to come up and snatch me up out of his plan, his heart, his will for my life. I'm not doing it, right? You know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. He has set at liberty them that are bruised where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. There is freedom in Christ. There is liberty in Christ, but we got to stand in it. We got to be stationary. We got to persevere the, the temptations and lies of the devil and stay up in this. I want to stay up in this. This isn't about anything other than your relationship with Jesus. That's what he's addressing. This is the gospel, Galatian church. This is the gospel, Hopeland church. Freedom in Christ. Justified by grace through faith. And we are not justified by the works of the law. But we are justified by grace. Here it is, my last verse. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, okay? Talking about foolery. See then, let me encourage you today, church. See then that you walk circumspectly here. Uh, that word circumspectly is exact. I mean, you, you can, by God's grace, um, there can be an exactness, an accuracy in your walk with God. You can walk in the spirit, and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? That's what Galatians even talks about in, in Galatians chapter five. It's like, man, these are the works of the flesh. Witchcraft is up in there. We just addressed them in Galatians three, that who has bewitched you? Man, that's flesh. Get up out of that. Flesh, don't, 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 don't go into that. You're free in Christ. Don't, the gospel is, is the message of the gospel is to deliver you from that. You can walk in freedom. So, so see then, that you walk 
You walk. You know, part of our vision is walk in freedom. You can walk in the Spirit. You know, you can be led by the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? You can walk in the freedom by which Christ has set you free. You can stand and walk in the freedom. So, so see then that you walk, you walk, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, your conversation, your coming and your going, your, your rising up, your lying down, right? Your working, your leisure time, your family time, your ministry time. Uh, walk, see then that you walk circumspectly, not not, because he said foolish Galatians, not as fools, not as fools, but as wise. Here it is, redeeming the time uh, for because the days are evil. All right, I'm gonna read it one more time. I wanna encourage you, church. Ephesians chapter five, verse 15 and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly. See then that you walk this, this path in the spirit. Don't get over into religion. Don't allow the devil to pull you out of your walk with God, right? You can walk in the love of God. You can walk in the spirit. You can live in the spirit, okay? You can live and walk in the freedom and liberty that Christ has provided through his cross and the blood of Jesus. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just pray for everybody. I pray your blessing. I pray your favor. I pray for your grace. I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, if there's any temptation, any lie of the devil, any person in their life being used by demons to influence them, to not obey the truth, I pray that that's exposed. I pray you give your people strength in grace, uh, Lord, to resist those things. And Father, to set boundaries in their life so they can walk circumspectly, so they can walk in freedom and live in the liberty Christ has set them free. I thank you, Lord, that if there's any entanglement of sin in their life, I pray it's broken in the name of Jesus. I declare that because of the blood of Jesus, the resurrected Savior, and the Holy Spirit here in the earth, that they will walk and experience freedom from anything entangling them into the bondage they were once in. I thank you for freedom and deliverance and wholeness and holiness in their life. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.